This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 30th of April. Tesla has done a huge software mm. update, Justin. And now some of its cars can recognize and respond to traffic lights and stop signs on their own. That is very cool. Three enormous stories today, Justin. Let's do it. Shall we? For our first. There's no doubt that Maya is wounded at the moment mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. And as a result, the bullies are circling. And when we say bullies, <laughs> we mean a unique type of professional investor who are betting against the company succeeding. Okay, before we get into that, what's the latest with Maya? Despite constant rumors, Maya just keeps saying we aren't dead yet. Maya did shut down its stores for six weeks until next month Mm -hmm. and could be looking at ending many of its leases permanently. Obviously, Maya is a department store Mm -hmm. and many big name department stores overseas are in a world of hurt right now. And naturally, something the same could happen for Maya here in Oz. For example, you may have heard of big companies in the US like Barney's and JCP. Yeah, things aren't looking great for them at the Mm. moment, no. And what's even more of a concern is that over 13% of Maya's shares are now owned by investors who actually think bad times are ahead. Sounds interesting. So what's the key learning here? These pessimistic investors that we're talking about are called short sellers. Yep, and Maya has got a lot of them. So what are short sellers? Well, to put it simply, Brett, short selling is when someone makes a bet that a company's share price is going to drop. If you're short selling Maya shares Mm. and their share price goes down, then you're one happy camper. Because you made profit. But if you're short selling Maya shares and the share price goes up, not happy, Jan. You may lose a lot of money. Now, Justin, short selling isn't for the faint-hearted. That's true. In fact, it's pretty much only available for professional investors. Yep, it comes with a high level of risk, but also comes with a potentially high mm-hmm. financial return. For our second story. Okay, Fluxfam, this one is a bit of a babushka doll, so listen up. Velocity Rewards, the frequent flyer program of Virgin Australia, mm-hmm. is requesting that Virgin repay them the $150 million that it owes. A bit of backstory. Virgin Australia owns $100 of Velocity Rewards, but they are separate companies. Easy to remember. Virgin doing badly. Velocity Rewards still doing okay. The airline has borrowed a lot of money and owes money to many lenders. There are over 25 other companies that are chasing Virgin's airline for money it is owed. Velocity Rewards is the latest company to come out and say, hey Virgin, even though you own us, you still owe us that money. So please, the money. The money. So what is the key learning? Although investors haven't shown such strong interest in investing Investing in Virgin, the airline, mm. there is strong interest in Velocity as a company. Velocity is attractive to investors for one big reason. And what's that? It's the data. The data, <laughs> the data. <laughs> the future buyer of Velocity believes it can help them more accurately market products to a huge number of potential customers. But the bottom line is Velocity's data and rewards offering is only valuable if it's actually linked to an actual functioning airline. Virgin is the yin to Velocity's yang. The cath to its king. The micro- Jordan to its Scotty Pippen. <laughs> for our third and final story, it hasn't taken long for our hygiene standards to slip, Brett. And according to Unilever, one of the world's largest personal care product companies, mm-hmm. lockdown has resulted in a big drop in personal <laughs> grooming. Yep, my hands are clean, but my armpits are not. <laughs> okay, so some background. It's pretty likely that a Unilever product is either in, on, or around you right now. Mm-hmm. Unilever is a giant that makes everything. I'm talking Lynx and Rexona deodorant. I'm talking Lux and Dove soap. I'm talking 
Ben and Jerry's Ooh, ice yum. cream. I'm talking Magnum ice cream. Mm. Unilever as a company is basically a representation of what the world buys. In the last three months, Unilever made over $13 billion in sales. The most interesting thing here is that according to Unilever, the world's buying habits are changing in these coronavirus times mm. of ours. While we're all being slobs at home, we're all washing our hair less. <laughs> we're shaving less. We're brushing our teeth less. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? In the world of retail, you have two types of companies. You have the old school big companies that sell their products through physical retailers like mm-hmm. Kmart, Big W, supermarkets, etc. And you have the new school companies trying to build a brand and selling directly to consumers online. In Oz, that'd be like Koala Mattress or Kogan. Mm. But in lockdown, Unilever, which is definitely an old school company, mm. is stepping out of its comfort zone and really embracing the online world. <laughs> Their online sales jumped 36% in the last three months. So more online branding equals more online sales. And more online sales generally means higher profit. Because they're reducing the number of companies that take a cut along the way. Flux family, as you'll remember, we've still got our healthcare worker giveaway on our Instagram at flux.finance. Three amazing prizes. Huge Get in prizes. there, tag someone. Seriously good stuff. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.